Hi and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts this week. We watched Cars 3, directed by Brian Fee and released in 2017. The plot of Cars 3 goes something like this. Lightning McQueen sets out to prove that he still has what it takes to beat a new generation of racing cars. And uh, as we're trying a new thing with our episodes now, we're going to start with a little spoiler-free segment before we get into the more detailed discussion of the movie. So, Katie, should people go and see this movie? I'm going to say for now, nah. No, not really. But I haven't seen Despicable Me 3 yet. I will soon. And uh, when I do, I'll let you know which one of them is better because obviously you're going to have to take your kids to one of them <laughs> and I'll let you know which one's worth taking your kids to. But like Cars 3 is, it's just, to me, it's not worth it. It's basically Cars, but mm-hmm. like slightly different. Um, unless you're super into animation or something, I would say give this a miss. Uh, yes, we watched it this afternoon with a fairly child-heavy audience and the kids got bored. They did. Quite bored in the middle and not just the kids. I got a bit bored too Yeah, me too. in this film. Um, I liked some of the ideas that it had. I liked – I think its heart was in the right place. It's cars. It's cars but they put Lightning McQueen in Doc Hudson's place. It's cars. Yeah, but – well, there was also the – But without the interesting message about, about the death of American t- small towns. Well, but I thought this was an interesting message about – men learning to get out of the way for women. Sorry, that is slightly spoilery, but it's about men learning to get out of the uh, way and I have, help, sup- like, elevate women's voices. I have a rant about that that we will get into later, but I don't think it's about that. I think it's about, um, like, um, getting out of your own way and, like, learning to move on gracefully. Right. And it's not about women at all, but they wanted to include women because the Cars franchise has been so sexist so far. And I have a whole lot to say about that, but I think we should do it when the spoilery part comes. Yeah, okay. So I don't, I won't spoil you anymore, but that's my impression of what they were trying to do with the film, which I quite enjoyed. But if that's what they were intending to do, then I give them props. I feel like they weren't intending to do that. Right. So, yeah, I, I just assumed that was their intention and I have given them props for it. Maybe that's not the case. In any case, it's probably a bit boring and if you do have small children, I would wait and watch it on video with them because they mm. are going to get bored watching this in the cinema. They're going to get a lot more out of the toys than they are out of the actual film. I agree. All right. So, I might sound the spoiler alert now and we will get into more detail. Okay. Do you want me to start with the- Well, yeah, I think that's interesting because I interpreted that whole thing as being about men learning to get out of it. Like, I know I know it's two characters, but I interpreted that as being lightning as a man getting out of the way and realizing that there are structural barriers to being a woman in certain industries. Like, she sort of, she didn't feel like she could do it and he just naturally had the confidence if to do it. If that's the case, it's all allegorical it's not something that kids are going to get out of it because they never state it. Like, right, right, right. This is, you heard me during the movie every five minutes. I'm like, because girls can't race. And this is what we've established for the first three Cars movies. Everybody that he's raced against has been a man. Mm. We get our first taste of a female racer as like an old lady car in Mm. this movie and she's supposed to be this champion that we've never heard of before. We never get a sense that women race in this, you know, Mm. like female cars, by the way, which is a different rant. But like we never get a sense that they can race in this universe. Suddenly there's this girl racer and I'm like, oh, maybe they'll address the fact 
that girls don't race in this universe, mm. that women aren't allowed to be racers. But they never address that fact except for the old lady car who's like, oh, they didn't want me to race because I was a woman. And you're like, yes, but that's clearly still happening now and they mm. never address that. And if they're not going to address that directly, the kids who are watching this movie aren't going to understand that. And if they're not going to take that head on, then they're not addressing yeah. anything. And the kids are just going to be like, oh, this is just a new character and she's younger and yeah. Yes. And the they, kids, yeah. because kids aren't sexist inherently. No. They don't understand that this is what's going on. So they're just going to see it as like – as you get older, then you get good at teaching younger people and the younger people can take over. And it's a, that's yeah, nice. And, and, but and, and there's a, yeah, there is a nice message about as you get older, you don't become obsolete. And in fact, mm. that part of your value to the world is in mentoring a new generation, whether as a parent or whatever. But that actually gets into one of my problems with this film, which is that the concepts that it seems to hold most dear are very much about what it's like to be an adult, what it's like yep. to age out of something. And it's that's not – kids don't relate to that. Kids no. don't understand feeling – they've never – they're not irrelevant. They've never gotten to an age where they might be irrelevant. Mm. They've never gotten to a point where – and I think there seems to be a lot around like the moving of yourself and your cohort into parenthood and therefore – there is now a generation underneath who is up and coming to replace you. Like th that parenthood is in the Cars universe as well, a very confusing concept, but please continue. Right. We will get into that because I think it's actually a really fun and interesting rant that you have. But like, <laughs> but it's, it's really about adult things. Mm. It's about. It is. Yeah. It, it's, it's too much for kids. And not just it's adult things like kids. adults, like older adults, mm. like older, like, you know, 35 to 45 year old adult mm -hmm. things. Yeah, exactly. It is – it's way too old for kids. It just it's, – yeah. The kids are not this, going to understand what's happening. This is a series of movies that has only continued because of kids. Yeah. The the reviews on the Cars films have never been great. This is probably Pixar's worst performing in terms of reviews. Franchise, right? Well, but, to be fair, Cars 3, much better than Cars 2. Okay, yes, I will owe that. But, but Cars, right? It makes huge money in mm. toy sales. There's a whole land of it at Disneyland. And I seriously, it's amazing. I never was really into cars until I went to the Cars Land at Disneyland. Yeah. And it's super fun. Um, but Cars does really well with kids who don't actually care that much about the movies, but they love the toys. Mm. They love the ideas of racing. Yeah, they, all my kids the, have the toys yep, now. They'll play the games. They'll, like, yep. they'll go on the ride. But Cars... Can we talk about also the it's end for kids? The end of the movie and when it's not made it for kids. I mean, this is a you know really skipping, but Lightning McQueen tries on Doc Hudson's colors, mm. and you're like, "Ooh, bad move!" Because we don't recognize him at all. Yeah, weird, I, bad move. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "That is not going to sell toys." No, and and in, but in the shots as well, in the credits, he's in that the new those cars, outfit. and you're like, "Who's who?" You're like, where's Lightning in all these? Yeah, yeah. because he's so iconic. Yeah. Just because, like, if you've been around children in the last decade, you've seen Lightning McQueen toys. Which, obviously, I haven't. Um, <laughs> but I, I've i barely been around. Like, I'm not around children a lot, but I'm around them enough to know how big of a star Lightning McQueen is in the under-eight set. At Before School Care, all the kids have been coming in with their little, like, cars toys. Like, because there's, ones because there's a new movie coming out, so they're like, yes, let's sell more toys. And these movies are designed to sell toys, mm. but... This is what, like, it's two different experiences. Like, this is a movie for the parents to go to. And we were at a Sunday afternoon screening. So there actually were quite a few parents with small children, a some lot. with children who are probably too small for this movie. But 
it, it, the parents, I think, get something out of the movie, but the mm. kids don't. And like, so what's the point of this? Yeah. Um. The and uh, the um, I don't remember. Sorry, but yeah, Sorry. It, it doesn't work at all. It's not it. It's not going to appeal to kids, and that's really the problem. <laughs> it just make it makes me sad because this is like the first one is actually a really fun movie. I actually agree with you on that. Um, I didn't mind the first one. Um, a lot of people hated it, but I like the idea well, of all I these like towns. cars. So yeah, as we know, but but I, I'm not that into cars. But the concept of all these towns that are dying yeah. was an interesting idea for a movie. Mm. My biggest problem. <laughs> With cars, my continuing biggest problem with cars is that they don't present an internally consistent universe. Yes, um, which Please. Melissa knows because she's like <laughs> explain to the listeners how do cars work in the cars universe? Who is making the cars? It is implied that cars have parents. Do male and female cars have sex and produce car offspring? What's make what makes a car male as opposed to what makes a car female? Why can't female cars race since they're all exactly the same? How does sentience work in this universe? You've got cow tractor cars that are cows and are not sentient. Why aren't they sentient when the cars are sentient and everything else is sentient? What distinguishes animal cars from other cars? I who is making iPads in this universe? There are iPads in this universe and there's no explanation as there's to how they can make time. them yeah. without opposable thumbs. Like, <laughs> the cars can't do anything. So, my, my answer to this is that if you look at the look up the unified theory of Pixar, this the cars universe takes place many, many years in the future, like several hundred years in the future. Now, to me, that means we have passed the singularity. Now, yeah. the singularity is the point at which – Computers become smarter than humans and are better able to do tasks than humans. Therefore, at this point, humans stop making things and the machines take over, right? Okay, so that so, explains who's making the iPads. So and maybe machines making are making the- iPads. Now, to me, it, I would suggest that machines are also making cars. Now, this doesn't explain the fact that cars occasionally refer to their parents. Or now, the fact- we never actually see any actual parents, we don't we so we don't know what form the parents take. They could be a robot, they could be two cars that got together and raised enough money to buy a new car. I don't but, know. But but the cars must grow up because we see a child car who's a fan of Lightning McQueen and we see several child cars through the series mm. who are small cars. So why would there be little cars that are children and then big cars that are adults unless you're replacing all the parts as they grow up? But you know what does this really well? <laughs> There's this movie called Robots. Yes, I remember. It's DreamWorks. Right. That's a that's actually a great movie. Um, Ewan McGregor and Robin Williams. It's a terrific movie. Kids love it, by the way. It's a nice movie. I like that it one. It is. It's such a good – it's it's a really overrate, uh, overlooked underrated, and underrated yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, but they they actually have Ewan McGregor's robot as a little, like, kid. They They – have to buy him and then assemble him and then like they get new parts as he grows and this explains all the problems that I have with cars in an internally consistent universe yeah and cars doesn't have an internally consistent universe and it feels like the writers are just going we don't know so you don't know yep and the other thing that that I hadn't actually thought through but you pointed out and via um cinema sins is that we never actually explain Hudson's death Right. Um, and look, we get it. The actor died between the first and second movies and so they've treated it 
as often in a live action uh, production, they'll treat the death of an actor mid-production, whereby they die off screen mm. and everybody grieves around that. And that's fine. But the but cars we, we in this movie go through some really horrific accidents. Yeah. Like Lightning gets caught up in an accident that essentially totals him yeah. early in this film and he is rebuilt. We don't – and here's another problem. We don't see him being rebuilt. No, he's just There's rebuilt. no suffering. He does not have to suffer through being rebuilt. And I can tell you that would be much more interesting than what actually does happen. Right. But like, and, and we don't that. Not, there's no pain. They don't but seem to so experience he, yeah, pain. And not, yet they do. Like we see frequently right. see them like so puffed or hurting. what has happened to Hudson that is – Stock Hudson, that is so bad that he was unable to come back from it. Right. And, and that's and, never explained. But also in this movie, we establish that there are older cars that Doug, Doc Hudson was trained by and raced against. That are still on the road. Right. So why did he die? It's and, and the death, like we understand how humans die in between movies. They can just say, oh, this person died. And we'll be like, oh, they died of like old age or they got yeah. killed or something. We can fill in the blanks. We can't fill in the blanks in this universe because we have no understanding that cars even can die. Because nobody apart else from Doc Hudson. has ever died in the series. Right. So it's a baffling concept. And like it, there's so many of these things that like I spend most of the time when I'm watching a Cars movie going well, how does that work? Rather than, oh, yeah. I understand the and, emotional thing that this movie is trying to get out of me. And I didn't do that because, but I know you did because I sat next to you. Um, <laughs> I just found, even, I find it I frustrating. Just, I, I think it just committed that enormous sin of making me bored. Yeah. And kids' movies especially should not but make you me know, bored. But you know, you know that I only think about all these things when I'm bored. And this is a particularly yeah. good example because I can compare it to Rush. Oh, yeah. Which is that Chris Hemsworth and uh, Daniel Brühl. Daniel Brühl. Yeah, God, movie. I love that movie. It is I such did such a good. Yeah, well, we it, we gave it like four and a half out of five. It's, yeah. We reviewed a couple of years ago. I will link it. In loved it, loved it, loved it. It's a great movie. Um, so involving. And it starts. Oh, some, you don't somewhere. care about cars either. You no. could not care less about car racing. I enjoy but a car his, racing scene that is enjoyable. But I, I but enjoy it in the movie, same way that I enjoy any other. Like when yeah. a sports movie gets me interested, I'm interested. Or when they have great stunts, I'm interested. But that's what—that's the whole point, though. Car, you don't have to know anything about car racing mm. to love Rush. Now, Petrolheads yes. love that movie. But people like us, I'm kind of into cars, but not especially into racing. You're not really into any of that at all. No. We doesn't matter because the drama compels you. Yes, and that's so what good. the first Cars movie does really well is that it's got the the small towns are dying. It's got mm. the scrappy up and comer who needs to learn some techniques from the old guy. Like it's got and Sally is really good in that movie, yeah. which I think is an important point as well. Instead Sally, of being sidelined for basically the whole thing, like she is here and in the second one, Sally does a really good job of balancing Lightning. Even in this movie, in the two scenes where she gets to do anything, she's so snarky and mm. like fun, and she really pulls Lightning out of himself. And because they don't know what to do with her, because she could just solve all the problems in three seconds, they constantly <laughs> just kick her out of the movie. Um, yeah. And also because she's a girl. And this is the thing is that they're, tr they're talking, like, if you're talking about structural inequality, the Cars universe is a great example of it, but not a great example of how to beat it. No. Um, and the fact that Cruz Ramirez, who is Lightning's protege in this movie, is a girl seems secondary to the fact that she's a racer. Yeah. And I wish. And the fact that she's got, that it's about solving different, a different set of problems mm. for Lightning. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry. Do you wish? Something? I wish that they had addressed that. Mm. 
there's so many places that they could talk about it. When she's having that emotional kind of <sighs> conversation on the side of the road, she's like, oh, they're all bigger and stronger than me. And I would be like, and they're all male. Yeah, it, I was the only girl. I was, I was so intimidated by the fact that I was the only girl there. Yeah. Because that's really important. That was, because that's I, what the essence is of what she's saying. Yes. They're bigger than her. They're stronger than her. They have, they look different to her. They, they have, um, they, they were all just, Never believed they couldn't do it. Right. But such a huge thing. And they just have that confidence. All of those things are like coded dog whistle terms for structural inequality. And yet do they mention – and also she's a Latina car. She's a Mm. Latina female car. Like there's so many structural inequality, very hidden messages that kids won't get. And they won't pick up the – like. Kids won't pick up that she's Latina either unless no. they are Latina because she names her – the way she names her tires and her name. That's yes. the only clues we ever get that she's actually Latina. Right. And you're sitting there like, oh, God, just say it. Say it. Tell us that it's because she's different, that it's because there aren't other kids around mm. – other cars around her that have the same name as her. There aren't – and they're all boys. Like, mm. tell us that in the freaking script because kids won't get it unless you tell us. Mm. They're not going to understand that it's coded. No. Right? Adults understand that it's coded, but adults have already been through all of this as kids. And also, there are other movies that are aimed at adults, right? And, mm. like, it, it gets back to that thing of this is not – this is a movie for adults. And I – You know what does it Maybe better? there is a nice, clear – there's room for a nice, clear, simple explanation of becoming an adult. But – you know, this is not the right one. But you know what does it better is Wonder Woman. Mm. They specifically say that she can't come in because she's a woman, but but um, Diana's like, of course I can come in. Who cares that I'm a woman? Which is a great way of doing it because yeah. little girls are like, of course I can do whatever the boys can. Who cares that I'm a girl? And the society mm. is saying, no, you can't. And then Diana overcomes all of that and does it anyway. Mm. That's the perfect way to do it. This movie doesn't acknowledge that and it's a crime. It's so annoying. And like, and, and, you know, in addition to the fact that I don't understand how the universe works, now we have these allegories for actual social inequalities in our system that they don't acknowledge head on in a kids movie. You're like, what are you making that? Who are you making this for? And it's been a problem since the advertising campaign. Yes. Right from the beginning of this advertising campaign, I said to you, I was like, who is this for? Mm. Because the first trailer. dark. It looks so dark. The first teaser trailers are of lightning absolutely wiping out. And it's such a small part of this movie. Mm. But the first teaser trailers were like the cars racing past the camera, grey, gritty, like mm. voiceover, and then he crashes in the most dramatic way possible. It really bothers me that he doesn't have a recovery from that crash. Oh, me too. It really bothers me that we don't We get see him. that in Rush. Yeah, every sports movie ever. When somebody gets a terrible injury or has an accident, there's a long road back. We have a training montage and there isn't one. It would be perfect to do with Cruz. It's the perfect idea mm. to have with her because she's the perfect character to do that with him. Yeah. And, God, they waste Nathan Fillion in this movie so much too. Mm. Like I was like, oh, my God, it's Nathan. I got so excited when he showed up. And like I got excited that I recognized Kerry Washington. I was like, I know that voice. That's Kerry Washington. Who did she play? Statistician. Okay, I, I, it was not a great role. No, but I was was excited that it was her. I was like, I knew that was a black woman, but I didn't know who it was. 
But I think that might be important because she's racialized, I think, in the movie. <gasps> yeah. Because they make her lips bigger and they make her like darker, like a dark pink color. Yeah. And I don't know if they're trying to show. Oh, okay. See, I didn't, I was not self-aware enough to pick that up. Oh, okay. But I was like, I know that voice. I, I feel like Cruz was not particularly racialized. But I felt like that character kind of was. The mm. color, yeah, yeah. the fact that they made her like dark pink was kind of a giveaway. And also they like the way that they refer to her, the yeah. way that they like listen to her on stats, but then cut her off. There were, I felt like yeah. there were a and lot the of lines that she gets as well. Like she's very extra. Like yeah. she's, um, oh, she's like, what her name is something. Um, yeah, da- Natalie was- Certain. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, this is definitely true. The numbers yeah. don't like she's got that, um, She's got sassiness. A, yes, that's it. Yeah, right. And then she has to deal with Chick, who's like this ultimate kind of um, hick. White guy, name NASCAR is guy. Yeah, um, and again, like this thing, the Piston Cup or whatever it's called, is based on NASCAR, right? And so yeah. like that's a very white, very male world. Yeah, and she's trying to get into it. it, it again, and, and she's doing it because she's like three times as smart as anyone else. Right, and it's also allegorical but not told to us as the audience and that so fits in with this movie. So, yeah. like, as, I, as the movie went on, I was like – her for being educated and scientific yeah. when they're all like, oh, I do this by feel and it's all about instinct and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And it's like – but not, but to be a woman and to be a black woman in this world, you've also got to be super smart. But then if you are super smart and well-educated and, and you've got the receipts – we're going to make fun of you yeah. for being super smart. And, yeah. So, yeah, that was what I felt like that role, that car mm. was racialized as well as sexualized um, or gendered. I don't think she's supposed to – I don't think any of the cars are really sexualized. No. Fortunately, we don't have any of those reveal shots that they do. I'm pretty sure they do one of Sally in the first one. Well, you know, they do. Oh, yeah, with the eyelashes and the curves and the way they shoot and her. They, they, yeah. No, but I'm pretty sure they did one of those, like, like reveal shots like they do with, um, what's her name, Lola Bunny in, mm. in yeah. Space Jam where they, like, pan up the body. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. I remember. And they did in Cars, right? They did that to Sally, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And you're one. like, why? It's a car. It's not. It's the same thing with the Lego movie when they do that to Wildstyle and you're like, she's a piece of Lego. She's a block. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? But, and it's a way of gendering them, is mm. to sexualize them. And they at least don't do that in this movie. No. Um, it does seem like a more woke movie. <laughs> yeah. No, it is, though. But I, I genuinely think they're trying. So I know, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I know that we have had a go at them, but I genuinely believe that they were trying. But that's why in this it's one. so frustrating because the kids, it's for kids and they're not going to understand no. it. And, and it's just. It's actually a bit of a problem in Pixar in more recent years is that the the subject matter they've always been they've always had subject matter that that is aimed at both the adults and the kids but I think the balance there's more adult fo- like if you go back to I like don't know Good Brave, Dinosaur is pretty kid focused well, yeah, and that's it's bad true. well if you go back to something like Brave though where but Brave is more Disney than Pixar right okay but it, it again is very much about it's kind of very much relationship focused. And Even though I know that it's very – it's pivotal in the unified Pixar universe yeah. theory. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's very sort of relationship-focused. Mm. It's very much about – it's an adult kind of story. Um, and I like Brave, although I only liked it on second viewing. At first I was like, what happened? Nothing happens in this movie. What the hell is going on here? Mm. Um, and I, I don't know. I've. It just feels like Pixar is really good at investigating that kind of stuff. Mm. It's definitely – like Toy Story 3 – 
is a wonderful one to watch as an adult, again, because it's all about the putting away of childish things. But kids get it too because they are the toys. Right. They're seeing it from the point of view of the toys, not the adults. So we're seeing it from the point of view of an adult who's put away childish things, but they're seeing it from the point of view of the toys who are like, oh, put somebody's put us aside and they might feel that way. Yeah, they might feel that way, say, if their parents get divorced or Or they have another sibling. Right, exactly. They have another sibling and they're like, oh, no, somebody, like, then they, you know, they still experience love. And and, and Toy Story 3 is an excellent film, but it seems like Cars 3 was going for that, but they didn't get to the bit where you explain it on the kids' level. They just got it on the adults' level. And and I'm willing to bet that a lot of girls – would have understood this movie and got into this movie on the level that Cruz doesn't feel like she belongs and doesn't feel like she fits in, but then she gets a chance. Can I also, the race at the end makes me so, yeah, Melissa Mitchell made the face again because, oh, I was so mad. She was so mad. I was so mad. There's and they race. even explain it in the movie, by the way. There's not a race in the world where you can replace one racer with another as long as they wear the same number and they can complete the race for you. That is f***ed up. <laughs> huh? You cannot. There's not a race in the world that will let you do that. No yeah. races in this Cars universe or any other universe will allow you to just substitute one racer for another because it defeats the entire purpose of racing yeah no it they needed to have they i know they wanted to have one race for narrative economy they needed though to have lightning run a race and lose and then have but but for whatever reason that have her start the next one but that is legal they could have just had it the way that they did but have two races instead It's ah, oh, it's so wrong. Well, but, and, it's the, and in car racing, especially in the long races, you are you do have you sometimes do have races where you have two cars, right? Mm. That race, so you, you know. But that's when people are driving them. Yes, that's when people are the ones who are racers. You can't do that when the racer and the car is the same thing because you can't just substitute one whole entity, one whole being for another in a race and be like, oh, yeah, it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. That is totally unfair to everybody else racing because they've been going for longer and harder and it's not. And they don't have a substitute car to sub in for them. If they, you know, blow a tire or whatever, they're done. But if that's a rule, all of them would have substitute cars. Right, right. If that's a rule, every single one of those cars would have another car in the pit waiting for them in case they blow a tire or something, Lightning would have had a substitute car in that first race to go in for him, even if they're not that good, just so that they could finish. Because otherwise they lose sponsorships and money and things. Mm. It's it's wrong on such a basic level that I can't accept this the ending of this movie for it. <laughs> I'm like, no, she didn't earn that. The thing that. is they waste so much time in the movie, like, I don't know, just faffing about. But... <laughs> But well, because it is, does feels like faffing about. Oh, it is. It's, it's just they they spend so much time faffing about. They could easily have more than one race, or or have a have some kind of low stakes race somewhere else where both of them compete. And lightning comes to the realization that it's not him who should race in Florida, but it's her. Yeah, we'll write a new movie again. But um, here's what we do every other week. <laughs> well, here's the thing that, though that like they could have done a good movie and they don't is always, like, a bigger problem to me than if they just have a bad movie but they make it great and yeah. fun. Um, and this is definitely one of those cases where they had the the germs of a good movie in here. It looks 
amazing, except that they have to blend in this old Cars animation. Mm. There's shots in this movie that I'm like, holy moly, that's gorgeous. Well, yeah, they flash back to scenes with Paul Newman. Yeah, and so they have to flash back. They they don't have another choice. And so yeah, you've got to, you kind of and you those know, are new though. They're the newly animated, yes. Yeah, but the voice is old. Yeah. But no, they have to do it anyway because that's the and that's the aesthetic of cars, mm. and it's not as jarring as it was in the Good Dinosaur. To be fair, they fit <laughs> much better into the into the backgrounds than that did. Mm. Because and I think it's because their bodies are really sleek. It's just the eyes and the mouths that look a little out of place. Yeah, which maybe is why I noticed the eyes so much more in this movie. And I was like, why do both pupils move all the way to one side? Yeah, like I just I was like, oh, that's so unsettling. Um. Mm. But it, it fits better. And, like, those shots of the cars flying past the camera are gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. You can see why that's the first teaser because, oh wow. God. Yeah. It, it has all that excitement of watching a real car race. You know, it's mm. – it's it's they have really done a good job with their craft at, at making gorgeous 3D animation. Mm. Also, I'm kind of thankful that Maida reverted to a very, like, small supporting role where he was fun in the scenes he was in but not in it too much. Yeah. No, no, he's, he's definitely small doses. He's much better with yeah. him. He's the main character in the second movie. Huge mistake. Mm, yeah. Um, also so in love with Lightning, like way more than Sally is, but that's not the point. He, he, yeah, I know. And I, I kind of – there was a nice running gag at this one where it, it, like he's the sort of lunar love good of the racetrack where he turns up with a crazy yeah. hat every time. It's so, it's so cute. And like – but there's also a moment when Lightning like backs into the truck and he's like, love you to Sally – and I was waiting for Mado to be like, love you too, and misunderstand it. Yeah. And they didn't do that, which was a waste. It would have been a really good joke. Yes. It would have. It wastes a lot of opportunities, this movie. But, yeah, like going back to like keeping Radiator Springs as part of Lightning's mythology while also expanding him beyond that is really important and good. Yeah. The technology thing is confusing <laughs> because – this future, if it's we like are several hundred years in the future, and we're still using FaceTime, Apple's still around. If we are accepting the universe, the uh, the um, unified universe theory of Pixar, um, we are accepting the fact that this is in the future, and yet it echoes our own real history. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense because if there's no people to get the new technology, then there's no new technology. <laughs> Unless yeah. the robots are inventing it, in which case, yeah. why didn't they invent but it earlier? The unified Pixar theory is also a fan theory and not necessarily canon. But it's the only way that you can explain anything. If you take it away, then this movie makes no internal sense. <laughs> you have to accept that because you have to accept that robots are real for this universe to work because there's no or people. you have to accept that this is set in an alternate universe where people are cars and can have sex and give birth to children. And can invent iPods, iPod, iPads without um, opposable thumbs and phones without opposable thumbs and everything. that This is the same thing problem I had with The Good Dinosaur. I'm like, how did they get to this point in evolution without opposable thumbs? They can't. Your whole system is flawed. <laughs> Oh but that's the thing. Like people have to invent, have invented cars in the first place, or you have to accept that these are sentient humans that are just car shaped. In which case, none of this could happen. In which case, the whole thing falls down. <laughs> if you want to talk, me to talk, be able to talk about the movie as a movie, then we have to remove that possibility. <laughs> Because otherwise, all I'm going to talk about is the fact that it's not a movie because you can't have this world anyway. <laughs> Yep. 
so I have so many problems with the Cars universe. It just because mm. it doesn't make sense unless you accept that at some point in history there were people. Yeah, you you can't have it otherwise. You can't. I I, I just I I just I don't overthink it to that level. Well, all I had to do was overthink it because I was so bored in this movie. <laughs> you know what I do? Well, like? I was too, I was busy trying to work out the feminist allegory. Okay, that yeah. was what I did while I was. But it's bored. too allegorical for kids. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's. If I have to work to find it, yeah, yeah, then it is too allegorical for kids. That oh, Miss Fritter was the best character in this movie. Yeah, by the, the way. big school bus. She's a big school bus who like bashes up other cars in a <laughs> in, in a, a demolition derby. demolition derby. Like, I loved mud. her. I loved that whole the crazy eights night within the yeah. demolition derby in the mud. That was maybe the, my favorite scene. The explosions and everything. that I would love to go there. That, That's amazing. That scene and the bit for some reason where Lightning is telling Smokey to say all these things to Cruz and yeah. he refuses was like my favorite thing in the movie. Tell her she's a fluffy cloud. I'm not going to I'm say. not going to do that. <laughs> that was good. But yeah. The, for some reason that absolutely tickled me whereas a lot of the humor didn't. It, yeah. And the, the demolition derby thing. Not just, Great scene. Not just us though. The kids loved it. Yes. Because it exactly. was car crashes and stuff going on and funny characters and wacky hijinks with and an emotional explosions. payoff. Yeah, because that's the scene after which they have their emotional conversation. It's important to the movie and it's fun. Yeah, what I did like is Randy Newman's score. It was gorgeous. Yeah, um, very very pretty and underscored the movie perfectly. When you see that rock, the weird shaped rock at Radiator yeah. Springs that you know so well, yeah. and the theme comes up, it works it, really well. Yeah, it takes you back. And you get the sense that it takes lightning back too. Exactly. That sense of nostalgia works well, but it's. I think the score is really working hard and I wanted to appreciate Randy Newman for that. I think yeah, he did a great he's job. Like, yeah, he's a Pixar's workhorse. Yeah, and it really works in this movie. Mm. It's, it's a perfect kind of match for that. Um, that yeah. storyline, maybe not this storyline, but it, it, it's beautiful and it's, it's really kind of understated and nice. I liked yeah. that. I was no. I think I'm done talking about it now because now I'm like, hmm. I wonder if there's a list of the production babies somewhere because Katie missed the production babies, I which did, is so always a highlight of a Pixar movie. I seem to remember there was an Alex and an Alejandro, but I didn't <laughs> couldn't see all the rest of them. They went past too fast. The production babies are like my favorite part of Pixar. It's, oh, actually, we should talk about the short. Oh, every time I go to a Pixar movie, I forget there's going to be a short at the beginning, and so do all the children because the children around us were all like, "Is this cars? <laughs> all the children and your husband." <laughs> Because he was like, what's going on? Remember at the beginning Yeah, of the movie? and I did the same thing. I just didn't say it out loud. I was like, shit, I always forget that there's a freaking short on the front because I it harks back to like a tradition that's I haven't seen, that we haven't seen in other movies for like 25 years. And but a lot of the time the shorts aren't good and I think that the last few have been and I want to give yeah. credit for well, the, this the, one. Um, the one with the little, the one that won the, the Oscar. Piper, the Piper, the Piper was amazing. This one was kind of sweet, actually. Lou from Lost I and Found. I watched this. I was immediately like, "When? Where can I hire Lou? <laughs> he is a lost, and, a sentient lost and found that goes and picks up things off the playground. Yeah, it returns lost objects to their owners, and then solves kids like emotional problems in five minutes. I was like, "Oh my god, I need to hire this thing immediately." Yeah, <laughs> it was a really sweet little short. Because every night I have to go around and pick up all of the jumpers and all of the frozen hats and the lunchboxes that they leave all over our giant playground. I find single socks. I find single shoes. I find pairs of pants. I found underwear in lost property. <laughs> like, seriously, I I, two seconds in, I was like, where can I hire Lou? I want a Lou so that I don't have to do this every day. Every primary school needs a Lou. Um, but also, I, I really enjoyed Lou 
from the point of view of somebody who looks after kids as being a movie about reforming a bully, mm-hmm. about like how bullies have their own like story. Right. And They're, hurt people hurt people kind of thing. Yes. And I really like that because I think we've gotten to a place because we talk about bullying so much that you think of a person as a bully instead of being bullies right we think of like there are evil people it's like there's good mm -hmm. and evil and the bullies are evil and no no normal kid is ever and that's that attitude though of like bullies are a separate class of people it's like good people and us and And, them but it's part of where it starts yeah and absolutely like othering bullies like that instead of going some kids behavior is to like they will bully mm. like you have to look at bullying as a behavioral problem rather than a this kid is a bully you have mm. to go this kid is bullying at the moment yes because and i think we've talked about we may have talked about this before but like i know that i bullied as a child oh, but too. i also know that a lot of people will say were you bullied yes were you ever a bully no even though they actually did do things that hurt yeah. other people because they don't see themselves as bullies and it's I, actually that's a very good al- allegory we're all we all we're all racist, right? All of us do mm. things that are racist on you know a regular basis. We've all done it, but us you, people constantly. Oh no, they're not a racist. He's not a racist. But like it's a, but that's the problem. You, you people we have kind to of stop labeling people as a, a racist yeah. and talk about racism as a behavior. It's the same yeah. thing with bullying. Yeah, you have to look at bullying as a behavior and not as the child. Yeah, um, and and a lot of this stuff we have to do when they're kids because otherwise it doesn't work and this, and it expands into much bigger problems when they're adults the scene that got me in this trailer was when he gives what in this um short was when he gives the little bear back to the little girl and then he's about to walk away and she hugs him yeah and like how all the other kids just wanted to play with him but he like wanted to bully them so he would go up to them and they'd be willing to play with him and then he'd do something and then they'd get upset and they wouldn't be willing to play with right him and like they they didn't already have this established fear of this child, mm. which is a really good place to start from, that they're not afraid of him. They don't hate him so he can, like, come back from that. And a lot mm. of problems with bullying is that they become established as this problem kid and so you can't come back from that because you've already got this as identity as that and everybody and, treats you yeah. that way, which is so important to see and i i just i really liked lou a lot um i thought it was really cute i liked the way they animated the lost and found to become like a creature he was all different kinds of creatures and they 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 must have taken them forever they rearranged all the items into different configurations so that he was a different thing each time and the kid by the end of it is like the nicest kid on the playground and it made me really really happy to see because i have well he comes bouncing back to lou and there's no more items to give to yeah. give back more items. So there's no more Lou, and he, there's no more Lou. It's just just his one teddy bear left. So it's like emotionally like affecting, but also really ah, just sweet. It's exactly yeah. what Pixar's supposed to do. Yeah. Um. And I just I I don't know. I really like I've I've had problems with Pixar shorts before, but Lou really got to me as a an educator or whatever. Yeah. And I like that. It was nice. I very much liked it too. So I really liked the short on this one. Yeah, the short is yes. better than the movie. I know. I give the short four and a half stars. I give the movie like, well, let's do the ratings, shall we? Well, I give the short four stars and the movie two stars. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with one and a half stars for the movie because I, you obviously like cars more than I do. God, it just frustrated me. Hmm. Okay, well, 
Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to read the show notes or find old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Cars 3 or any of the other movies that we watch, they're on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter, at facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens on Facebook and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.